Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. And I can still remember the first time I heard about imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome. And before this moment that I'm going to tell you about, I didn't realize that the things I was experiencing, the feelings that I was experiencing up until that point were imposter syndrome. I just thought I was a fraud. And So anyway, the first time I ever heard about imposter syndrome, I read the book. I was given the book um, via my corporate job. Um, I was given the book Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. And if you have not read it, oh my gosh, I, every single, everyone, but especially women in the corporate field, in any corporate field should read this book. It is, it was such an aha moment for me reading this book and, and, Oh, it's so good. So definitely go to Amazon, order it right now if you have never read it. But she defines imposter syndrome at work, especially. Imposter syndrome, this is her quote, imposter syndrome at work stems from a belief that you haven't really achieved anything because you aren't truly good at your job. Okay, so basically feeling like a fraud, feeling like a fraud, feeling like people are going to find out that you're a fraud and that you're not actually worthy of the success you've had or of the good job you have or whatever. And um, this is a quote from from Lean In as well that I want to share. Seriously, I cannot recommend this book enough, Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. And this is her quote. Every time I was called on in class, I was sure that I was going to embarrass myself. Every time I took a test, I was positive that it had gone badly. Every time I didn't embarrass myself or even excelled, I believed that I had fooled everyone once again. One day soon, the jig would be up, and that is imposter syndrome, okay? Um, Basically feeling like you are always a fraud, that you don't deserve the job. You don't know how you got it. Oh, I'm just lucky. Oh, I just happened to get this. Oh, I'm just lucky that I got this. Um, For me, I noticed this a lot in school. When I would study so hard for a test, I would work so hard, study like crazy, prep everything, and then only to get a good grade. And then when the teacher passes back the grades and let's say, you know, I got a 96%, I worked so hard. I did the extra credit, whatever. I got a 96%. And then a classmate next to me in college sees this. I I would instantly say, oh my gosh, like it, it was so lucky. Like, oh, or I'd be embarrassed. Like, oh, they're going to think that I somehow like fooled everyone or cheated and got this when the reality is I worked really hard for it. And then after college, I saw this come up constantly in corporate. 
I saw this come up constantly in corporate. And the first time that, again, I really learned about this just a couple months prior, okay, just a couple months prior. So I get lean in. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what I've been experiencing is a phenomenon that other people experience too. And it's not just me, but instantly I remember to an incident at work just a couple months before. So a couple months before finding the book lean in, I was at work and my boss walks by me and goes, Hey, did you see my text? I'm like, Oh no. And she had already like left. She was just walking by. She's like, Oh, like check your text. And so I look at my text and I have a text from her that says, Hey, don't eat lunch. Me and your other boss. I had like two different bosses at the time. Don't eat lunch. Me and your other boss want to talk to you ASAP. And instantly I texted Shay and I said, I'm getting fired. I'm getting fired today. And he's like, what? Wait, what's going on? He's like trying to call me. I'm like, I can't talk. Okay. I can't talk. But I genuinely, to the depths of my core, my instinct was, okay, I'm getting fired. Even though up to this point, I had worked so hard at that job. I was working extra hours. I was doing everything to make things perfect. I would come home and like, research ways that I could do things better at work. So then when I got to work, I I would be even, I could get ahead of the game and I could, um, you know, give the best presentation or do whatever. And it was working. Like I was doing well at that job. I was doing really well at that job. But when I got that tax, my immediate response was imposter syndrome. It was, I'm getting fired. I'm a fraud. They found out about me. They found out that I'm a fraud and I'm going to get fired. So I go to my boss's office and my other boss is there. I'm like, I I could like feel the tears almost because I knew, I thought I knew what was coming. And so I go in there and they were not firing me. They were taking me out to lunch, which is why she said, don't eat lunch. They were taking me out to lunch to celebrate the fact that I had just gotten promoted. That was them telling me I'd just gotten promoted and they wanted to take me out to lunch. That's why she texted me. And that's why my other boss was there because they both wanted to celebrate me. And instantly, the first thing that came over me was relief that they didn't somehow find out that I was a fraud. And it it wasn't excitement. It wasn't like, yes, I deserve this. It was just more pressure to like keep up this sort of like game. And I I hadn't even realized how bad it was until I picked up that book and realized what imposter syndrome was. I learned what imposter syndrome was. And especially for me, I had graduated college and like five days after graduation, I had started at a corporate job and everyone there was closer to retirement than they were to graduating college. Most of my coworkers had kids my age or or older. And so I already felt I already was the youngest. I already was the most inexperienced. And then on top of that, I was feeling this massive weight of imposter syndrome. And that showed up at work. It showed up outside of work too, but especially at work. And that's what I want to talk about today. I would have a great idea. We'd be in a big meeting and I would have a great idea and I would say nothing because instantly in the back of my head, I'm like, why would like, don't say anything. Who would you be to say that? Like, who do you think you are? 
Like you're going to, you know, everyone's going to find out that you're dumb, whatever. And I would have this like weight on my shoulder and I would feel guilty for taking a lunch break. So most days I would just go into the like lunchroom. I would get my lunch that I packed. I would heat it up and I would go back, sit at my desk and just work through lunch work. Like I would just work an extra hour. And on the like very few days, because I was like super frugal at this point in my life. Um, on the days that I did take a lunch break because I like forgot lunch or I didn't have time to pack it or if it was like I was celebrating something, I don't know, I would go out and get a quick lunch. And I would feel so guilty leaving. I'd be like, oh my gosh, everyone who's watching me leave probably thinks I'm a slacker. All of these negative feelings of imposter syndrome again. Even if Let's say I was leaving to go run an errand for work. Like I was going to meet with someone or I was going to do this for work. I would immediately feel so guilty and feel like an imposter because everyone's going to find out that I'm a fraud and everyone's going to think I'm lazy and whatever. And again, imposter syndrome. And this impacted me so negatively because one, not only was I not speaking up at work and sharing my ideas or um, doing that stuff, but it, it probably impacted me financially. Maybe you're experiencing this. Maybe you are, maybe you're not asking for a raise at work. Maybe you are not asking for a, you know, higher starting salary. Maybe you are not, if you're a small business owner, maybe you're not making that post on Instagram. Maybe you are, uh, you know, a parent and you're feeling that, that parent guilt. Maybe you are in a relationship feeling this, like, I don't deserve my partner. I don't deserve this. Whatever it may be, this imposter syndrome is not just creating negative results for you, but on top of that, you're probably experiencing stress and, um, you know, this pressure of imposter syndrome. And so I want to talk about the five things you need to do to overcome imposter syndrome so it can stop impacting you negatively and especially so it can stop impacting your bank account, okay? Because especially as women, we, and this is just statistically, statistically women experience imposter syndrome more than men. And um, there's another great quote in that Sheryl Sandberg talks about in the book Lean In, again, (laughs) cannot, I cannot recommend this enough. Um, but she just talks about how, when we're talking about our qualities, like when we're talking about, um, getting praise or something that statistically a man will explain his success and he'll credit his own innate qualities. So he'll be like, Oh, thank you. Like, you know, I just worked really hard or I did this or I did this. And then ask a woman the same thing and she'll say something like, oh, I got lucky or I had help from others or, you know, external factors. And that's, that's another passage from her book and seriously go read it. Um, and it just struck me because not only, I mean, imposter syndrome can impact everyone, but especially can impact women. And if you look at how this shows up, you've probably heard me talk about BTFAR, which is that our beliefs and imposter syndrome can come up as a belief for us, right? It can come up as a belief. It impacts our actions, 
which maybe the belief is I'm a fraud. Why would I speak up at work? They're going to figure out that I am dumb and I don't deserve this job. And so the action is I'm not asking for a raise or I am keeping my mouth shut in a meeting. And then because you kept your mouth shut in a meeting and you didn't contribute and you didn't give your good ideas, then you're not standing out at work. And so then the result is that you're not getting a raise or you're not getting the promotion and somebody else is. And that results in a loss of income. That results in a loss of um, of money in your bank account. If you're a business owner and you are having imposter syndrome about who am I to post this Instagram post or who am I to start this business? Who am I to do this? Like I'm a fraud. And then you don't take action. You don't post on Instagram. You don't do this. The result is that your business is not going to grow. You're not going to have a business. You're going to have a half-ass hobby. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying this so we can identify it and stop doing it and stop letting imposter syndrome stop us from getting what we want and, and growing and having those financial gains and having, you know, the ability to create the life we want. So let's talk about the five things we can do to crush the imposter syndrome so we can start not experiencing that. So we can stop knowing that and start enjoying life and enjoying our successes and celebrating when we have wins and not instantly feeling like, we're a fraud when that happens. So the first thing is identifying it. I can still remember picking up that lean in book, reading about imposter syndrome and feeling this weight off my shoulders, being like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one that feels this way. There's not something wrong with me. This is a phenomenon across everyone. Okay. So identify it. If you can identify that this is happening it is going to be easier to, you know, just crush. But if if you start to think that that's just who you are and there's something wrong with you, we're never going to be able to work past that. So one, we have to identify it. I got to the point where this was happening so much to me. And once I learned about it, I would start being like, oh, I'm feeling imposter syndrome. I'm feeling imposter syndrome. Like I would have like a that's so raven moment where I'm like, oh, you know, she like sees into the future. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta stop this in its tracks. So I would identify it and say, whoop, this is imposter syndrome. Number two is to call out any constructive criticism. So there can be constructive criticism and there cannot be. I think it's important to identify this though. Um, there are times where in my life I've had imposter syndrome, but even though 98% of it is crap, there is that 2% where actually that is really good feedback that I could go and implement. So maybe you're a person who you are always coming in late to your job. You're always coming in late and then you have this imposter syndrome come up and you're like, well, actually I, I really should start coming early because I do think that's truly is literally impacting my work performance. Okay, cool. That's constructive criticism. But the other stuff telling you that you're a fraud and that you don't deserve the job you have and all that, that's imposter syndrome, okay? So we need to call out any constructive criticism and say, all right, I'm going to be real with myself that I'm going to set a goal this week so I can start getting to work on time, okay? That's a random example. But okay, so one, identify it. Two, call out any constructive criticism. Number three, call out the bullshit. Um, when I was younger, I used to have nightmares a lot. And um, I don't know if it's just like from 
watching shows, like I would get nightmares from like Disney Channel shows. I'm not kidding. There was one with um, Clue. Does anyone remember Clue? I think that's what it was called. And I would, I can remember like walking my dog and getting like scared from watching that Disney Channel movie. Wow. But anyway, I would get nightmares and I remember I would get a nightmare. I'd wake up, I would yell, and then I would run downstairs. I would go into my parents' room and I would be like, mom, dad, I have a nightmare. And my mom would say, tell me what it was. Like, say it out loud. And I'd be like, no, it's too scary, mom. She'd be like, say it out loud. And I'd be like, there was a big frog. And he ate me. And she'd be like, oh, okay. And I'd be like, wait, that sounds so dumb. That sounds so dumb when I say it out loud. But in my head, it was so scary. And a lot of times that's what imposter syndrome is. In our head, it feels so real. It feels so true. But if we can write it down on paper, we can identify that this is bullshit. This is bullshit that's stopping us from where we want to get to. So literally write it out. Okay. So let's write, let's say that the, the thing in your head is that you are, you were like me, let's say you're like me, you're in a corporate job and you leave for a lunch break. And all of a sudden feel like I'm a terrible employee. I don't even deserve this job. I'm lucky to be here. I'm going to get fired, whatever. And so the fear is you are a horrible employee. I'm literally writing this down. You are a horrible employee for taking uh, lunch break. Okay. Now look at that on paper. Is that true? Is that true? Absolutely not. That is crap. That is not true. So now that we understand that we're calling that out, that that is not true. Number four is what is true? What is true? Write the truth back to yourself on a piece of paper, write the truth. The truth is Taking a lunch break probably gives you that nice midday break that allows you to come back recharged, get more work done, and decreases burnout. Hello. There's the truth. There's the truth. And if we can fill this space of fear with truth, we're going to be able to overcome this. And then step five, this is my favorite, put on some Beyonce and remember who you are. Remember who you are. And the reason this is so important, the reason this is so freaking important isn't just because it is truly, I believe, truly impacting your bank account. If you experience imposter syndrome, I guarantee you're leaving money on the table without even realizing it. I guarantee it. But um, not just that, but it's the fact that imposter syndrome leaves you feeling so worthless. It leaves you feeling so just down on yourself and and not empowered. And when we are in a place where we are feeling down on ourselves, we are not going to go and change the world. I don't know if you've ever woken up in a bad mood or if you've ever like had a bad day and you've come home. You're like, all I want to do is eat some Oreos and watch Netflix. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to like, can you change the world from that place? Like, are are you going to go and serve people and share your gifts with the world and level up? No. And those days are okay to have. I'm not saying it's not okay to have a day like that, but that's not the place that you're going to be when you go and change the world. You have to be at an empowered place 
you have to remember who you are and then go and change the world. And so in overcoming this stuff is so important. For me, when I was in that place, I was playing so small. I doubted myself with everything. I was shaming myself for everything I did. I was, you know, and on top of that, I was embarrassed for how I felt. I was embarrassed. I thought there was something wrong with me. And from that place, you don't change the world. Okay. But now, now that I can, I can follow this process, identify if it pops up for me. And now when it pops up for me, I'm like, bye sister, get out of here. You're not welcome here. You are not welcome here. And now the fact that I can do that, that's how I can go and serve my clients. Like I'm here because I'm on a mission to change the world. I'm on a mission to help millennials get ahead with money. I'm on a mission to help women create a life of their dreams. I'm on on a freaking mission. I'm on a mission and I can't do that. I can't live up to the potential that I have if I am overcome with imposter syndrome. This is so much more than just bank account wise then, oh, imposter syndrome's impacting your bank account. Yes, that's true. Yes, it's important. But that's not the most important reason. The most important reason is that imposter syndrome is keeping you from living the life that you are made for, that you are put here for, that you are put here to share your gifts. Like we don't share our gifts when we're struggling with imposter syndrome. And we got to change that because you are here for that. The world needs your gifts. People need your talent. People need your gifts, okay? And the more that we believe that about ourselves, the more the imposter syndrome does not come near us because the imposter syndrome knows that they cannot touch us, okay? That is the state in which I want you to be in always, always. And by following these steps, you can get there. And that's what we need. That's what we need. We need more empowered people, more empowered women more empowered people standing up, sharing their gifts with the world and not letting imposter syndrome stop them. (sighs) Thank you so much. This was such a fiery episode. Thank you so much. If you love this episode, leave a, leave a review, um, go like it and subscribe. It means so much to me. I'm so appreciative. I love creating these episodes for you. This was a requested episode. Um, I've had multiple DMS lately about overcoming imposter syndrome And so I really wanted to talk about this. If you have an episode, if you have an idea for an episode that you would like to hear me talk about, put it in, put it in the review, leave a review. Tell me what episode is your favorite, what you want me to talk about. And I will shout you out in the episode and give you that content. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will see you back next week for another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast.